This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. Hour number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Of course, uh, a lot of our show is about Cowboys Packers. The kickoff at 3.30 on Sunday afternoon. The pregame at 12.30 here on 105.3 The Fan. And joining us now to talk more about this is Mike Heller of 97.3, the game in Milwaukee. And a good afternoon, Mike. How the heck are you? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing outstanding, man. Uh, we were looking for a little bit more information. If you have it on the uh, injury here with Jair Alexander in the ankle, what's his status? Yeah, I didn't practice today. Uh, it's a new injury uh, during their light walkthrough yesterday. Uh, just uh, like a basketball injury, stepped on somebody else's foot, turned his ankle. Day to day is the the word. Um, one of my colleagues uh, was in a locker room just a short while ago. He said he saw Jair, who wasn't available, but saw Jair walking without a boot and without much of a noticeable limp for whatever that means. Uh, Head coach Matt Lafleur said day to day, so we'll find out. And Jair's missed a lot of time now, so uh, this this team has been accustomed to playing without him uh, for the better half of the the back half of the season, the better part of the back half of the season. So we'll see. Um, I don't know that we'll know until ninety minutes before game time. What about uh, you know Elton Jenkins as, as well? He had a knee and an ankle. Did not practice today. Is there any word on him? Is that something that's serious? That they're worried about might cost him the game. No, I don't think so. I, for Elton, I think uh, they're going to list him on the injury report. But I think this is uh, just them being cautious with Elton Jenkins as they've done throughout the year. He's been a DNP in practices uh, for much of the year. Some of that's veteran rest. They they know what they can get out of him. I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think there's any significant worry there winning three in a row can uh you know get a fan base pretty excited obviously you're coming on on the road here where the cowboys have won uh, 16 in a row how confident are our packers fans or how confident should they be mike yeah i don't say you know I, i've been reminded them on my show is that the one of those wins is against Carolina that green bay gave up 30 points to a team that in the two games that followed that didn't score a point uh, the second of the three straight wins was at Minnesota, and they were playing uh, a fourth-level, fourth-string quarterback, and they looked like it. And then the final win was against the Bears team that, although they had played better in recent weeks offensively, is very offensively challenged. This this is still a story for Packers fans about Green Bay's lack of defense. That's been the problem. Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, is likely – on his way out, unless 
you know, the Packers find a, a top flight defensive performance against the Cowboys on Sunday, uh, strong thoughts that Joe Barry wouldn't return next year. It's the Packers defense. That's the question, not their offense. And, and in that something, because in the last eight weeks, Jordan Love, who's in his first year as a starting quarterback in the last eight games has thrown 18 touchdowns against one interception. He's been incredible. The young receiving core has been incredible. The the problem with the Packers is their defense. Mike, uh, when you you talk about the the offense and you know, but you know, and you mentioned the defense though, is it? You know, and you watch them. I watched them on tape myself, just getting ready for this game. You know, I, I like what I see with Gary and Clark and all. Is it is it just more about the problems in the secondary, or is it the run defense? Where do you feel like that the, that they've kind of let things uh, get away from them? For the first five years, Matt LaFleur has been in Green Bay as a head coach. Now, they won 13 games in each of the first three seasons, played right. in two NFC championship games. But the defense against the run since Matt LaFleur has arrived, and I'm not putting it on his plate, but I'm just saying in his five years, Packers' run defense has ranked in the bottom five in the league consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the case again this year. They've been a little bit better. Um, uh, of late, but again, some of that is uh, some of the competition that they've faced. The Vikings couldn't run the football. The Bears couldn't run the football. Once they kept uh, Justin Fields in check and kind of made him play in a box. But yeah, the Packers have personnel. I mean, there there are a number of, uh, of fairly good, really good defensive players. Yeah, they just haven't put it together defensively to stop the run. And then, uh, yeah, they've been beat up in the secondary. And I'm talking about Jair Alexander, who, when they signed him to his current contract, was the highest-paid corner in the league. And he's missed upwards of seven games this year to various injuries and then a suspension uh, two weeks ago. So, yeah, the the defense has just been a very soft spot for Green Bay. I think the best example of that is what I said earlier. Against Carolina, they gave up 30 points to the Panthers in Charlotte. And then Carolina played their next two games and didn't score a point. Uh, they gave up a perfect passer rating, the Packers did, at home to Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay. So, yeah, this this uh, this Packers defense, if it's an issue, uh, it's obviously an issue against Dallas's offense. Talk with Mike Heller of 97.3, the game in Milwaukee here in the G-Bag Nation. So we, uh, of course, are adding another chapter in this Cowboys-Packers postseason rivalry there's no Aaron Rodgers in this one, so I'm hoping maybe there's not some Houdini act at the end, but Jordan Love's been playing good football. What can you tell us about Jordan Love and how excited the Packer fan base is for maybe having their third consecutive great quarterback? Yeah, he's been fantastic. He, he has exceeded anybody's expectations for his first year as a starting quarterback in the league. He's thrown 32 touchdowns against 12 or 11 interceptions. He's, he's been fantastic. I mentioned in the last eight games, 18 touchdowns plus two rushing touchdowns against one interception. Uh, He throws it to the receiver and to the area that the defense dictates. He goes through his reads and his progressions. One of the greatness attributes of Aaron Rodgers is that he didn't always just take the read. Sometimes he waited and he gave up the good for the great Uh, to, to my to my eyes, what Jordan Love has done best is taken what he's supposed to take. And in that regard, he's thrown to uh, uh, not a single receiver or tight end that has seen the NFL playoffs. And the Packers only missed the playoffs for one year. Yeah. So keep that in mind that 
two years ago when the Packers were in the playoffs, there's not a single receiver on this roster that was in that playoff game. They're all first and second year guys and their top two guys, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs was out early last week. Uh, I think he'll go this week, but he was out early last week. He's doing it without those guys. I mean, you guys don't know most of the names of these receivers, Dontavian Wicks, Malik Heath, Jaden Reed was a second rounder out of Michigan state. Mm -hmm. This is a crew that is unheralded, uh, have no playoff experience, not highly drafted, not highly regarded. And yet Jordan love continues to find openings and these guys continue to make plays. That part of it has Packers fans really excited, more excited than if last year's team would have made the playoffs because Aaron Rodgers, even in the Packers run last year, he wasn't very good. Jordan Love has been good. The Packers have won because of him. Mike, you know, the, the history of the Packers, though, are, uh, you mentioned about kind of drafting receivers but not drafting first-round receivers. With the young group that they have, have Packer fans kind of softened on their approach that, like, you know, we need to go out and draft you know, first-round receivers? Or are they, is Brian Gutekus kind of getting, you know, continue to do the, the Packer way with the way they evaluate the wide receivers? Brian Gutekunst has had the best year of a, that a GM can have short of, of being a Super Bowl team. Uh, his draft class was fantastic. Uh, the, the play of the wide receivers I, I just mentioned yeah. uh, has been brilliant. He's the one that drafted Jordan Love. That was his first draft. Uh, so he was hitching his wagon to what Jordan Love could be. Yeah, I think that the, uh, that the narrative, and it's been a lot of national narrative that the Packers didn't you know, ever draft a first-round draft choice. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever talked about the lack of talent at receiver from Greg Jennings to Donald Driver to Jordy Nelson uh, <laughs> to James Jones uh, to Devontae Adams and, and now to the current crew. Nobody's ever ridiculed that they didn't have talent there. They ridiculed that they didn't you know, spend first-round draft yeah. capital on receivers, but from Ted Thompson to Brian Gutekunst, you go all the way back to Ron Wolf. They, they've done a very good job of putting talented guys in there. They just didn't uh, spend high first round draft capital on them. Yeah. Antonio Freeman and Robert Brooks were two pretty damn yeah. good players. For yeah. Them too. Yeah. There's a long list. Isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. You know, the, the quarterback has a lot to do with it and maybe this one will too. Mike Heller, 97.3, uh, the game in Milwaukee with us here in the G bag nation. Um, you know, the offense, Jordan love, everything's been, looking pretty good the the latter half of the year but in a couple of those games where they've struggled a little bit like maybe the Giants or that Bucks game offensively like what's the common denominator in these games where the Packers offense doesn't look quite itself Aaron Jones uh, Aaron Aaron Jones missed a, a ton of time now he's run for over 100 yards in three straight games when Aaron Jones hasn't been on the field and you know his nickname here is Showtime when Aaron Jones hasn't been on the field or he hasn't been showtime, the offense hasn't been good enough. He has been great the last three weeks. He had 144 total yards last week rushing and receiving. And when he's come back to play at AT&T, when he's played at Dallas, he's been really good. He's an El Paso native. Uh, Aaron Jones is, when he's on the field, he's the best Packers player on the field. Uh, he is the difference maker. The offensive line is unheralded. They've done all of this without David Bakhtiari, their left tackle. The offensive line is unheralded, but they've been really good. They've kept Jordan Love clean. They've opened running opportunities. If Aaron Jones has a 100-yard game, 
the Packers are in really good shape to have a chance. If he doesn't, if the Cowboys, and, and you guys know better than I, the Cowboys have had some running game weakness defensively from time to time. If the Packers can take advantage of that offensively, they can make it a game. If they can't, and you're putting it all on Jordan Love and having to throw it 40-plus times, then I think Green Bay's in trouble uh, unless the defense does something that is not in their nature, and that is help to carry a team to a win. Mike, uh, another Mike has helped take this Cowboys team to a lot of wins, that, of course, being Coach Mike McCarthy. Things have gone pretty well outside of that first year since the Cowboys have brought him in. What do you think of the the job Mike did up there in in Green Bay and, and how things have gone without him? Yeah, uh, Mike McCarthy got a, a bit of a bad rap at the end. I think his time in Green Bay had come to an end. Uh, I hated that the Packers did that with games to play in the season after they lost to Arizona. Um, but I'm, I think there are a lot of Mike McCarthy fans, not this weekend, but I think there are a lot of Mike McCarthy fans in the Packers fan base that is happy for his success Minus this weekend. Now, the interesting thing, and again, this is one of those deals where you know it better than we do, but there's been talk here, and wouldn't it be interesting if the Packers did pull off the second biggest upset of Super Wildcard Weekend as far as point spreads are concerned, and were able to beat Dallas, they might get Mike McCarthy fired a second time. They Mm. did it in Green Bay, obviously, and you wonder where his job status sits if they were to bow out at home in a first-round game against his former team. There is a lot of conversation about that, and I, I, I think um, this show is split on on what would happen you know, in that event. That's pretty much a 50-50. Now, what do you guys think about the idea that maybe that was more Aaron Rodgers' fault for how things got weird between the two towards the end of that uh, tenure? I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. Uh, Aaron was very culpable. And it, one of the questions I think it, uh, an interesting way to look at it is – would this group of wide receivers have been successful with Aaron Rodgers throwing the football? And I think the answer is no, absolutely not. Aaron's a perfectionist. He's, he can be a divider. I think he's the best thrower of the football I've ever seen. That doesn't make him the best quarterback. I think he's the best thrower I've ever seen play the position. But he wasn't a uniter, uh, it, it, especially with young teams and then – when he and, and Coach McCarthy began to split, I think it was very much in Aaron's court what had happened to Mike McCarthy, and I also think it was unfair. Mike, appreciate the insights as always. Enjoy the game. Have a hell of a wild card weekend, and, and we'll look to catch up with you sometime soon. That was a great job. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Mike, Mike Heller, 97 the game, uh, 97-3 the game in Milwaukee. There with your preview, if you're ever up in Milwaukee, sounds like a good broadcaster to me, guys. Yeah, Mike's, he's a pro. Mike's a good yeah. dude, pro guy. Yeah, he is the real deal.